What if a pill existed that guaranteed you'd have higher student engagement and better student outcomes? You'd take that pill right now, no questions asked. You'd probably give it to your faculty. You'd even give it to your students, assuming the FDA approved it, of course. Well, today I talk with Matt Silverthorne, Director of Growth over at Empowered, and they do. They have a proven methodology that increases student engagement and student outcomes, and he's here to talk about the program. And it's it's neat because it's also talking about something that I highly value and, and love to discuss, which is an entrepreneurial mindset, right? Innovative thinking and taking risks, learning from failure, et cetera, et cetera. So I think you're going to love this show. Hey, it's Daniel, and thanks for listening to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, a show for you, a ruckus maker in education, making change happen. And we'll be back with the main content of the show right after a few short messages from our show sponsors. Develop your structures, systems, supports, and culture for excellent teaching and learning in every classroom for every student as part of Leading Learning, a brand new Certificate of School Management and Leadership course from Harvard. Leading Learning launches on July 21st and runs until August 18th. Apply by July 9th and enroll by July 15th at betterleadersbetterschools.com forward slash Harvard. That's betterleadersbetterschools.com forward slash Harvard. During COVID, every teacher is a new teacher. That's why innovative school leaders are turning to TeachFX, whose virtual PD is equipping thousands of teachers with the skills they need to create engaging, equitable, and rigorous virtual or blended classes. To learn more about TeachFX and get a special offer, visit teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. That's teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. All students have an opportunity to succeed with Organized Binder, who equips educators with a resource to provide stable and consistent learning, whether that's in a distance, hybrid, or traditional educational setting. Learn more at organizedbinder.com. Not only did Matt Silverthorne bring 30 years of high school teaching experience with him to Empowered, he introduced the program to its very first classroom in 1991. Today, Matt is the Strategic Growth Director. His job entails inspiring and growing a movement that attracts and motivates empowered educator customers to become principled social change entrepreneurs. Well, hey, Ruckus Maker, I'm so excited to be joined here by Matt Silverthorne, the Director of Growth over at Empowered. Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you very much for having me. You bet. So, you know, I want to start off with this idea of um, how you were playing school for three years, actually, in the beginning of your career. And then there was a moment where things pivoted because you learned how to connect with kids. So would you bring us to that to that moment? Yeah, I, Daniel, I think like like many new teachers ready to change the world, I think a lot of new teachers are hyper-focused on impact. You know, we want to change the world. We want to make a difference in the lives of, of kids. Um, so we're pretty outcomes-focused. And then you get in the arena, so to speak, and every, every new 
teacher learns to persevere pretty quickly. We learn quickly how little you are prepared from, for the day-to-day realities of teaching. And so in, in my experience, and I've heard this from many other educators as well, is you get in and, and again, you want to change the world and you, you enter this sort of culture of why. Why, are you, why do you want to go above and beyond? Um, just play the game. Just you know, kind of play that school game you mentioned. And I saw that same deficit mindset shared by educators, shared by students. And I felt like the system in there, and there's reason for that, but tends to not be entrepreneurial and discourages risk. And so, you know, a fixed mindset, one that comes from a system that's top down too often versus a contribution mindset, one that comes from ownership, the teacher having a sense of agency, ownership, freedom to innovate, to succeed, fail, experiment. And, and I think it's important to note also the expectation, I believe, what that would, would be to be held accountable so that we can grow and improve as professionals. So uh, I mentioned a contribution mindset, and that's a contribution mindset where educators and students walk alongside each other in what today at Empowered, we call a three-dimensional model. That's a three-dimensional model of discover, develop, and apply. And so a model where educators and students are discovering their innate talents and abilities alongside each other, developing their knowledge and skills, and applying that, those skills in the real world, in the market. One of the most important things, I think, is the educator and students connecting to the fact that they have value and, and that they can connect that value to. We hear about rigor and relevance frequently in, in education. And, you know, that was another thing as a new teacher connecting to, okay, how do I make this subject matter relevant regardless of, of what subject area it is? And so connecting to our own value and, and that we do have that value and can connect it to the real world, to the market. Yeah, man, I know that part of the secret sauce of uh, Empowered's methodology is this this idea of a 3D model. And I'd, I'd love to hear just uh, for the ruckus maker listening, really, what does that look like lived out in a day-to-day operations of a school? Sure. So our, our methodology is really built around five components. And essentially, those five components break down the mechanisms that power principled entrepreneurs inside of a market. One of those is agency. Agency explores the idea that only when we're free to make, to make choices um, and to make our own decisions, we have ownership in the classroom. We have ownership over our, over our learning and over our growth that we can understand the, our potential and our potential impact on the world. Um, another piece of that is incentive. Incentive in our classrooms is the value we we gain when we produce value ourselves. In our classroom, we use currency and auctions as a means to place a value around things like knowledge, right? The acquisition and application of knowledge creates value in our classroom market. Our classrooms are markets for knowledge sharing. So um, we also may trade goods and services in the real world, world market, but we begin to see that things like knowledge, that things like principles, which is a, another piece of our methodology, those principles also have value. Our methodology is built on eight timeless principles, 
For example, one of those is passion. And when you read our definition of passion, it begins to change the mindset of students um, and educators. Typically, one would hear the word passion and they would think about, what am I passionate about? And that is a part of it. What, what am I passionate about and what value can I bring? But also, a market is a place where we, where we exchange seeking to, to create win-win, which is another one of our eight principles. But so in creating that win-win, in exchanging in a market, the, we want to exchange knowledge but also we, these principles have value. So when I act with integrity, that has value in the market. Typically, that character piece in many schools, um, students have a disconnect. They don't see the application. But through that piece, students begin to see that the, the behaviors that begin to surface in a classroom. So let me use that as an example. Let's surface positive and de- destructive behaviors in the classroom classroom. Let's surface those. Let's learn together through success and failure. So we demonstrate that we have choices around the behaviors that we exhibit in the market. We tie them to market impact and consequences, resulting in not just gains in knowledge and skills um, measured by increased test scores, but in change behaviors. Changed behaviors, educators and students developing a contribution mindset, that has long-term impact on the student and not only the student, but classrooms, communities, and society as a whole. Yeah. And ultimately, you know, where, where students are going to find themselves uh, either running a business and in the marketplace, you know, or finding a, a job. And what I like about what you're sharing there regards to values and principles, whether that's like win-win or, or having a contribution focus or passion, your eyes lit up uh, when you talked about passion, which was cool, you know, Character does matter. And what I've experienced too, in terms of running better leaders, the business side of things, success has been easily tied back to my ability to develop relationships, to uh, over deliver on my promise and that kind of thing. And I think what I'm hearing you say, that's what Empowered teaches in, in, in the classroom. And I'm, I'm, you know, the more I research how to create businesses that last too, it's very interesting because it's not necessarily the best product service or offer that wins. That's actually very rarely the case. Uh, the businesses that tend to succeed, um, they might be first. So they're a category King, you know, and established mm-hmm. uh, just the, the brand identity there uh, or, or the fact that they're more concerned about showing up and being uh, demonstrating progress over perfection or being prolific over perfection uh, rather than just tinkering, tinkering, tinkering while the whole world, you know, iterates. And by the time you ship, so to speak, right. And take action, it's too late. Right. So some of that, like don't get caught up in that perfectionist mindset in relationships, your network, that is everything. Definitely. And, and you just mentioned relationships and that network and, Previously, I, I mentioned passion, but we de- us defining it in a different way. And we define passion as finding fulfillment in your life by improving the lives of others. And so that tends to get students to begin to think in a different way, not only about their own passion, but about the passions of others and, and how do I help others find fulfillment. 
If, if you'd allow me to be a little vulnerable here on the show and open up behind the scenes a little bit better leaders, there's a connection. So I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with Zig Ziglar, uh, although I might be taking a risk, but you know, Zig <laughs> said, Hey, you could have anything you want in the world, as long as you help others achieve yeah. what they want. Right. And to me, it's about touching into and tapping into their dreams and aspirations and longings of their heart and helping them fulfill that. And then if you do that and be a person of value out there, the rest seems to just like take care of itself. So in 2015, 2016, you know, launched the podcast, launched my, my coaching uh, community for school leaders. And I was hyper-focused and still am on delivering that value to school leaders. But recently, Matt, within the last, I would say, quarter, everything's changed for me. I, I, I read a book called Who Not How by Dan Sullivan um, over at Strategic Coach. The assertion is, my role as the leader, cast the vision, get people inspired, and then go find the right people to execute. And where I've been stuck as the leader of Better Leaders, Better Schools is I dream the vision, I backwards map, and then Matt, I incorrectly believe that I have to do all the work, right? It's so obvious when you say it out loud and get out of your head. So I started to ask for help. And long story short, I've got a coaching team now working with me. And we've launched within uh, this short amount of time, a new coaching experience that I'm not even facilitating. And now we have more impact in the world. And it basically happened overnight. Now the connection and the connect the dots here, hopefully the ruckus maker listening is thinking about who are the right people to execute the vision, uh, having a focus not on me and my ego, but how I could be of service to others. Uh, but the other thing too, that I'm just so happy about I still will serve school leaders at a high level, but my new newfound passion is how do I help uh, the folks who have raised their hand and want to help uh, execute the vision? How do I help them achieve theirs? You, you see what I'm saying? And, Definitely. And, and when it comes to passion, like it really like actually excites me a lot to think about how do I help this person? Right. Yeah. Uh, and because the ripple effect, the impact is just like exponential. So thank you for allowing me to just like give a little behind the scenes here with the listener. Yeah. And Daniel, I, th I think what you were just talking about, that that is exciting. And that's, we at Empowered, that's very much what we're about. Just what you were saying, if we believe in and empower people, they'll do amazing things. And so that's what we're about. We're about believing in and empowering educators. And we trust that educators are going to do amazing things. We know they are. For sure. So, so Matt, you know, you've talked a bit of too about a transformational mindset. I, I heard you say, I think in our, our conversation and I think, you know, and I heard you say growth mindset, fixed mindset too. So people get stuck, right? They get in ruts. Mm -hmm. Bad things are going to happen. Like that's guaranteed, but you don't have to stay in that place. So I'm just curious, you know, how you and how folks at Empowered work with schools to change those mindsets to turn barriers into opportunities. Sure. Daniel, you know, we're in the, we're in the knowledge and skills business. We want to constantly measure knowledge and skills and, and see increases in those things. But many times um, we're humans and we're dealing in relationships and with human beings. And in doing that, we have to, it, it's a miss when we don't address mindset first. Um, and that's one of the first things we do is 
um, empowered is our secret sauce is a methodology, but we have to have the right mindset in order to implement that methodology in the classroom to get the impact and outcomes that we're all after. So, you know, that you mentioned transformational mindset. It's getting folks to not see, I'm going to give you an example. So, and we hear this, I could give you a million of them. It's just one. Uh, I had a, I was talking to one of our educators in South Carolina and, and she said, you know, we just have this, this barrier that is our own mindset. It is our community. We are who we are. We have a tradition of obstacles of failure, whether it's in our economy, it's in our schools, it's in, you know, all pieces of our lives. And so the first thing we have to do is get over that barrier that's in our own mind and see that vision of a better state. And that's very much built in to the empowered methodology. A part of that methodology is that is you mentioned transformational mindset, but it's based on von Mises. It's the, that, and a part of that is that we have a vision of a better state and we have a belief that we can get there. And so that's one of the first things that in in melting our methodology into the experiential activities and curriculum that our teachers implement in their classrooms, it's surfacing the importance of first bringing to life that um, vision of a better state and belief that, that we can get there. And that's true for our educators as well as our students. It's a place they've get that I think there's a lot of power in getting there together. Yeah, absolutely. So, Matt, I'm, I'm really loving this conversation. We're going to pause here just for a second uh, for a short message from our show sponsors. When we get back, I'd love to dig in a little bit to uh, what experiential learning looks like with Empowered. Develop your structures, systems, supports, and culture for excellent teaching and learning in every classroom for every student as part of Leading Learning, a brand new certificate in school management and leadership course from Harvard. Topics include aligning systems with instructional vision, creating structures for your students' academic and character development, developing your teachers, navigating change, and more. Leading Learning runs July 21st to August 18th, 2021. Apply by July 9th. Enroll by July 15th. Get started at betterleadersbetterschools.com forward slash Harvard. That's betterleadersbetterschools.com forward slash Harvard. Are you automatically tracking online student participation data during COVID? Innovative school leaders across the country have started tracking online student participation using TeachFX because it's one of the most powerful ways to improve student outcomes during COVID, especially for English learners and students of color. Learn more about TeachFX and get a special offer at teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. That's teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. Today's show is brought to you by Organized Binder. Organized Binder develops the skills and habits all students need for success. During these uncertain times of distance learning and hybrid education settings, Organized Binder equips educators with a resource to provide stable and consistent learning routines so that all students have an opportunity to succeed, whether at home or in the classroom. Learn more at OrganizedBinder.com. 
right. We're back with uh, Matt Silverthorne, director of growth over at Empowered. And we ended up uh, last talking about transformational mindset, turning barriers into opportunities. And I'd like to move us towards this uh, idea of experiential learning, which you uh, brought up, Matt. And, you know, that that might be hard for some folks to uh, wrap their mind around uh, because I think it also challenges the teacher, school leader to let go of some power, right? To give ownership um, to students. So can you riff on experiential learning and paint a picture too that makes it real? Uh, What does that look like in schools you partner with? Sure. So, you know, I'll start with, we believe real change happens when we transform the classroom into a deeply experiential environment. And, And we power those experiences with the the undeniable power of markets. It means de-emphasizing tests, grades, and material. It doesn't mean de-emphasizing they're important. It means de-emphasizing those as as the outcome in the classroom, not getting the student to focus on the test, the grade, the material, but to to focus on their own transformation, their own learning, um, their own transformation in terms of knowledge and skills. It means shining the spotlight on each individual student, uh, helping each individual student discover, develop, and apply their unique gifts. It means incentivizing that behavior, showing them the power of their choices, and connecting them to their agency, putting the students on a path of self-discovery. We believe every student is is unique. As educators, we should should enable them to discover that unique value and, and learn to apply it in the real world. So truly making change in education, um, it isn't as easy as building or implementing a curriculum or funding a new program. They, those can be impactful things, but we want to impact at scale. So we believe that we have to focus on the individual. Now you said, so uh, give you some examples. What does that look like? So again, zooming into what some of our educators are doing is uh, we have educators doing some really cool stuff. We have an educator, for example, in California, U.S. history teacher, who sees the importance of agency in her classroom. She sees the importance of students taking ownership over their learning and of her history classroom being experiential. And she knows that her students have to apply what they're learning uh, out in the market, out in the real world. So she has taken and blended her U.S. history curriculum with many of our activities. But, but again, the real uh, secret or special sauce, as we call it, is she's blended our methodology with her U.S. history curriculum, and now it's elevated her impact and outcomes. It also has increased engagement. Her students are excited about her U.S. history class. She's seeing gains in their knowledge and skills, which, which result in higher test scores. And so that's one example of what it look, looks like. It's, it's the welding teacher in Montana who's blending the methodology into his experiential welding curriculum. I, I mentioned that same educator I mentioned in South Carolina uh, teaches math and engineering. And when she starts to blend that, this methodology and make math and engineering experiential now, um, and she actually asks for the students who are the mo- who are struggling the most in math, students who typically, t- to be blunt, they have many students who aren't graduating. It's because of those math scores, and the, those math classes. And now she's asking for those students who are struggling to connect the most and proving out this model that when you blend this 
methodology, when you connect students to markets, you get students to think entrepreneurial, entrepreneurially, then they get excited about math. They begin to see the relevance and, and why, and that, and believe that they have a, uh, can have a future that math is relevant to. Uh, and uh, you're getting well, me excited well, asking well, that question. Go ahead, Dan. That's good. Yeah. Well, I want to, I want to keep digging. I'm not going to let you off the hook. So okay. uh, I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying. And then I, I get the concept that the methodology is blended with the content. I think I'm tracking with you there. Mm-hmm. And then I also hear, which is extremely exciting for me. And I know for the ruckus maker listening that it impacts engagement and outcomes. So those are going to grow. But what I'm saying is, uh, can you give a specific example of what does that blending look like, right? Whether sure. it's history or math or welding. Uh, what Joel Weldon says, it's hard to read the label when you're inside the jar. <laughs> and, I, and I think like we get so used to our, our own uh, ecospheres or something like that, like ecosystems, I should say. Uh, what's normal to us right? Might not translate to somebody outside of the organization. So yeah, if you could even be more specific, what does that blending look like? Definitely. So picture first the classroom where students have a sense of agency, the educator has a sense of agency ownership over what they're learning. So now bring in incentive, a classroom economy, a place where students can discover their own value. We have what we call empowered bucks. The student can earn those empowered bucks by creating value in our classroom market. We just said one of those, uh, another piece is principles. One of those principles is knowledge. And by helping create value in our knowledge market and sharing that knowledge, now I, we can attach a, a value to it through why through uh, empowered bucks empowered, yeah. and through those empowered bucks. So the student begins to learn how these things have value uh, in a market and they can, they can exchange that value. Yeah. The empowered bucks helps them exchange that value and, gotcha. and see that it's real. Uh, all of our lessons and methodology are framed in those eight foundational principles. So right. those foundational principles. One of the things we do a lot in professional development is train educators around those incentives and around those principles. So how do I debrief my lesson, find those teachable moments or debrief at the end of a lesson around that value creation around those principles? Uh, Another one of the elements of the methodology is action. So students learn through that 3D model I mentioned of discover, develop, and apply, they learn they have impact through their actions. So in our market, as we exchange, um, as we all know, there are all types of behaviors in the classroom. And as we begin to surface those behaviors and reward those behaviors that represent contribution to the classroom, students, um, one, begin to internalize that. It becomes an emotional connection to the student. And they learn that they have impact not only on themselves, but on the classroom as a whole. As we see, let's, for example, a, maybe a disruptive behavior, a, a deficit behavior, we can also surface those and have real world conversations about why that does matter in the market. What are the, the 
market consequences to those behaviors and you begin to see students change those behaviors. So, and, well, well, let me, let yep. me, buddy. And I, I want to reflect back. I think I got it now. So because you're framing this as empowered as uh, that, the classroom is actually a marketplace, this exchange, there's value of sharing and knowledge and ideas, taking action, character, integrity, all this stuff, win-win situations. Then when students demonstrate that stuff, they actually get a reward. They get entrepreneur bucks, it sounds like. And maybe they could turn that in for something, right? Because they, they earn them. So I'm guessing they can spend it somehow too, which maybe affords them free time or who knows what. But uh, I think I got it now. Am I, am I understanding yeah. it right? Uh, yeah. So our educators then will have auctions where those empowered bucks they earn have real value. And so I may have an auction on Friday for 10 minutes where I auction, you know, teachers auction off all kinds of things, both tangible things and uh, other types of recognition and rewards. But yes. Okay, perfect. Well, I get it. That all is starting to make sense for me and I appreciate it. The last question I have have for you, because a lot of this has to do with ownership and personalization. During our intro chat a while ago, you said something that I just love, and I want to I want to um, talk about it real quick because I think the Ruckus Maker listening is going to enjoy it as well. And you said the first business we all start is the business of ourselves. And so, what does that mean to you, Matt? Sure. So, we're as a program that uh, formerly youth entrepreneurs we were people thought of, oh, so you have students start businesses. And the, our outcomes were students who uh, did start businesses, but that was not the primary impact or outcome that we saw. I believe that every student who enters our classrooms, they, entrepreneurship is relevant to them. And having an entrepreneurial mindset, thinking critically, in an entrepreneurial way is the key to getting students uh, to grow and to transform in the way we would hope they would. And so when I talk about, that's one of the things that gets me excited is helping students start the business that is themselves. Discovering, again, finding, discovering, recognizing their own innate value and potential, helping them to develop that potential and uh, connect it to real world markets and, and apply it in those markets. So many, all of our activities have students applying what they're learning, applying uh, many in a collaborative fashion. So as students are building air, paper airplanes and seeing that, they, that each person has a comparative advantage or a comparative value, if you will, to bring to their team as they build as they do our paper airplane exercise, the student not only learns that, they learn how to apply that in a market to create value in a market, not only for themselves, but also for others. And so each person, each student, uh, the first business they start is, is themselves. And then they can go out into the world and they may apply that in a way that is starting their own business, but they also may apply it entrepreneurially in whatever career choice they make, um, or as they seek a, additional edu- higher level education. 
and development and all that. Great. Well, we're at the point of the show, Matt, that uh, I asked the last two questions. I asked all my guests, and I'm excited to hear your answers. First would be, if you could put a message on all school marquees around the world for just one day, what would that message read? Uh, This probably won't be any surprise, Daniel, but you are valued. Educators play the most important role in a young person's life. The most important thing you do is guide students as they discover their own value, develop the value alongside their knowledge and skills, and uh, learn and learn to apply that value in the market. So, um, and that's what we do is we help educators do that. But definitely, educators, you are valued. And if you were building your dream school, Matt, and you had zero limitations, actually, the only limitation was your imagination. How would you build your dream school and what would be your top three priorities? So top three priorities. First, that learning is individualized. It's it's individualized and it's an experiential process. So work towards that being uh, the model in every classroom. I, I think second, that every classroom is driven by an empowered community, a methodology that's proven to have impact and outcomes. And third, the goal of learning is self-actualization. So each person becoming the best version of themselves. Brilliant. Well, Matt, we had a wonderful conversation. I want to thank you for being my guest on the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast. Of all the things we talked about today, what's the one thing you want a ruckus maker to remember? Trust teachers in their innovative nature. Let them take action on their ideas support them. Teachers are loaded with untapped value and potential. Thanks for listening to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, Ruckus Maker. If you have a question or would like to connect, my email, daniel at betterleadersbetterschools.com or hit me up on Twitter at Alien Earbud. If the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is helping you grow as a school leader, then please help us serve more ruckus makers like you. You can subscribe, leave an honest rating and review, or share on social media with your biggest takeaway from the episode. Extra credit for tagging me on Twitter at Alien Earbud and using the hashtag BLBS. Level up your leadership at betterleadersbetterschools.com and talk to you next time. Until then, class dismissed. Mm-hmm.